You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for The Secret Circle. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Secret Circle news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for the Secret Circle. Hello, After Buzzers. How are you doing this evening? I am your host, David Schifalitti, for Season 1, Episode 13 of the Secret Circle, titled Medallion. I am joined, as usual, every week by the lovely and wonderful Billy Nellis. Oh, fanfare. It's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. <laughs> Barely was anything. <laughs> Can say, keep going, keep going. Keep going, just a little more, please. Hello. No, maybe not. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> oh, there we go, there we go. Please, please, please. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful episode of The Secret Circle. This was. It was fun tonight. It actually was really entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I know that I sound shocked, but I what am kind of. Episode. What? <laughs> the secret circle rocked my world tonight. But it did. It was good. It was like a little life changing. It was a, <laughs> I mean, it kind of was. They were dealing with a, I know, a little sappy. They were dealing with a lot of like technically witch issues, but that could be translated into like real life issues for teenagers out there for young adults like ourselves right and you know it hit home i think i think they did a great job with tonight's episode all right touched you in that special place (laughs) it did (laughs) a tear forming in my eye well i'm glad um faye and melissa yeah faye and melissa the bandito blanco what? <laughs> what does that even mean? It was on Third Rock a couple weeks ago. It was a euphemism for cocaine, the white bandit. Oh. Oh, okay, I get it now. I mean, I just feel like Faye is such a bad influence on Melissa. And granted, we missed a week. So if you didn't know that, we missed a week because there wasn't an episode. So we're back this week. And Melissa last week... Last episode, we saw her finally like getting a sense of self and standing up for herself and becoming friends with Well, Melissa was gone last week. Was she? Yeah, it was the week before that at the Fire and Ice dance. And oh, last right. Week, Melissa was camping with somebody or something. That's right. Okay, so whatever. <laughs> Three weeks ago, <laughs> Melissa was finally gaining a sense of self, and we were seeing her right. stand up for herself and becoming a woman of her own. And developing these sort of... more. Um, Better friendships, these stronger friendships, these or redeveloping, right? We should say because she was friends with Diana before, which we found out in that that episode. More positive friendships, right? 
and healthier, I think is the best. <laughs> it was the word I was looking for like five words ago. Okay. <laughs> so Melissa's developing healthy relationships, which we like. But then she went camping and came back and she was back to Doritos. Like it was just back to Doritos. What a good <laughs> simile. Like she left snacking on celery and she came back with like a Cheetos bag. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Falling off the bandwagon in more ways than one. Definitely. I mean, I feel like she's just this this character that they keep around so that there's somebody who is always doing something worse than anybody else. And always sort of somebody who is in trouble. Constantly. Like she is always sort of the the like the woman tied to the train tracks. Like she's always sort of you know, they always continue to yeah. put her in that position where she's the one who needs the help. Um, which I think is sort of a disservice to the actress. It seems sort of like, okay, we're doing this again. Like, she's going to become the one with the big problem again. It does kind of, like, bother me. I'm like, can't she just, like, prog- progress? <laughs> Can there be progress? <laughs> I mean, I just feel like they've sort of placed her in this position where, yeah, she's part of the circle, but she's such a secondary character to the storyline yeah. that they have to give her something else Yeah, to make it or her presence interesting yeah. <laughs> because otherwise we'd be like why is melissa even here i mean <laughs> can't no one, she go camping again? she doesn't really do anything <laughs> and she sort of just like is annoying and hangs out with everybody but doesn't like do anything right she's kind of like matt <laughs> on vampire <laughs> diaries yeah no, i agree and i think that this did sort of set us up for um an actual like meaty storyline for Melissa. I mean, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) For a while there, I thought they were killing her off. Although I do worry that this could, in fact, kill her off. (laughs) I mean, she, we saw Faye dealing with this devil's spirit, which oddly enough looks a lot like cocaine. And also you react to the same way people react to once on cocaine. Right, but it's technically like an herb, right? They said it was an herbal supplement. That was what Callum, whose name we learned this week, referred to it when they we gave first him a heard character of this. name. Thank God. Yeah. Um, what's the most interesting to me is that it looks like cocaine and has the same effects as cocaine, and yet they're like, "Here, they're just waving the bag. my baggie of <laughs> devil spirit." They're like on the dance floor, like using it as a prop. <laughs> it like flies. <laughs> All through the air, and they're like, oh, there's, crap. There's no concern or discretion when it comes to Not at all. And yet, when she calls spirit. Callum to get Devil Spirit again, she's they like, have you came to- into the party. <laughs> like, but you're not concerned that he's you're showing just, everybody. But before he came, Faye literally takes the back out, goes to pour the entire pile into her hand in front of like 10 people, and lets the wind blow it all away. What did she expect was going to happen? <laughs> she's standing outside on, on a dock, like, hello, lady. It's powder. It's powder. <laughs> of course, it's going to fly into the and wind. How, and, and how gingerly was she holding that bag? The Literally, the entire bag flew out of her fingertips. Like, she's like, ooh. <laughs> like, what is going on here? And yet she's crazy mad at Callum Protect for your drugs. entering let, the party. Don't let them blow away. If, if you learn anything tonight, it's to protect your drugs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. <laughs> I talked about this earlier this week on Pretty Little Liars, and I'll talk about it again this week. I do not condone the use of drugs, but if they're going to bring them up on television shows like The Secret Circle, at least 
not be don't be so cavalier about it (laughs) yeah i agree Uh, right let's be a little bit more realistic with it and yet again melissa calls callum to get drugs and they have to meet like on a seedy dock it looks like they were in front of like a like storage units (laughs) like those doors look like little you know like the little garage doors yeah no i I was like why is she like a u-haul like holding why couldn't he just come over to your house You don't have parents, do you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't met them. So, to us, Melissa does not have parents. Why do you think that we're getting to a romantic entanglement with her and Callum? Well, she did say this week that he reminds her of a of a loved one she once had, which she's clearly talking about Nick because right. Callum is kind of a jerk like Nick. He's and a little seedy. A little seedy. And Nick was into drugs. We remember that in the That's beginning. That's right. They, he was making those potions that were mm-hmm. could get you high, um, which she didn't have a problem with. I don't think Melissa's ever really been bothered by that. No, and clearly she's become addicted instantly. <laughs> she did a bag that night. <laughs> a full bag. On her own. Instantly addicted. She has an addictive personality. She needs to personality. Yeah. She needs to go to AA or NA and like get some help. Yeah. God, Melissa, on the downward spiral to hell. Oh, poor Melissa. Poor Melissa. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really get much of Faye this week. Just like Faye's just she is the facilitator for other people's doom. She, <laughs> oddly <laughs> enough, she is. And when she doesn't have her own storyline or love interest. She is the facilitator for Doom. Yeah. Although, where was What's-His-Face this week? Lee, Lee, Lee LeBrec was not around. Not around. Although, we did know that, we do know that his girlfriend was cast. And I'll so he back. will I mean, be back. This entire episode took place in one night. Right. So, it stands to reason that he wouldn't be around. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that this week, Charles, Don, and Ethan had some beef. Yeah. And some ish went down with all three of them that none of it was okay. Yeah. We knew from the last episode that Ethan got the crystal from Charles. Or from, yeah, from Mm -hmm. Charles. From Charles. And is keeping it from Don. And Charles is clearly pissed at Don because he's like, why did you send Ethan Right. Of all people, you send Ethan, the drunk, the town drunk. Right. She has no one else to use. I feel like Dawn has, she literally has no, she has no circle. She has nothing. Well, she has nothing because she's a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody knows it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's like sweet and she's beautiful. And we all remember you from Alien, girl. Species. Whatever that movie was. (laughs) Alien Sigourney Weaver. That's right, Species. (laughs) It was an alien movie, though. Yes. And we all remember you when you were a model. But, come on. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm not not a Dawn fan. I don't know anyone who's a a Dawn fan. fan. I'm sure there's people out there. If you're a Dawn fan, give us a call here. 424-256-1729. And explain yourself. And explain yourself. That's right. And explain yourself because you are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Charles tells Don that he's going to get the crystal back by any means. And this week, Ethan throws a quote unquote surprise party for Adam for his birthday. Right. And 
Charles shows up, of course. Yeah, well, Diana helped put the event on, so it stands to reason she would invite her father, which is how he there. Was we there. go. <laughs> I'm like, why was he, Charles even? He there? didn't just crash. <laughs> he like just showed up and was like, "Hey, party, party!" No, Chance Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna crash the teenagers' here. birthday party. Uh, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Diana helped throw this surprise party that Adam knew about. Right. And invited her father, which we'll just believe. And Charles is a low down, dirty. Yeah. Dirty man. <laughs> Charles, this was... See, what was so weird is this, these last couple of weeks, or these last, not weeks, but episodes, I felt as if had been positioning Charles to be less of a villain and a little more human. He was turning... I thought the same thing. He seemed like he was becoming a good guy. He was turning away from these um, these tactics that Don was using that was anyone but her was collateral damage. It didn't matter to, to further her her needs. Right. Which we know is to get their power back. Right. And it sort of seemed like after he had to kill Nick and after she wanted to kill his mother that she... That he was like, this is too much. And that's how we, we've discussed this in multiple episodes of right. our show. And yet this week, he drugs Ethan. And I... Who is on the road to recovery. Yeah. I, that was... I literally... I mean, we said it. I was like, that's a, that's a dick move. That was... It was. Move. I mean, I don't know what he gave him. I mean, it could have been like a Vicodin. Yeah. I mean, it clearly wasn't that strong because it only knocked him out for a couple hours if that yeah and he woke up and realized that the crystal was gone right which thank god charles got it back because don got stabbed well i mean i guess i mean i don't like don i don't know if i want to watch her die yet but I'm not I'm, she needs to be there though we do need her antagonism we do need that yeah we need that I mean, as much as we have the witch hunters and all these other sort of outside factions being villainous, we need her there as well. We do. And for some reason, I feel like we're only at episode 13, same as Vampire Diaries. We have nine more episodes. I I still don't know if the witch hunters are the overall villain of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this this episode, I and mean, we haven't even gotten to it yet, but this episode did sort of further that storyline and, and bring it. It did. Back. It brought it back to life. Um, but yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many. There's so many ways I think it can go. Still, right with how much we have left, that I I am left wondering where it will go, which I think is a good thing. I like not knowing where it's going to go. Me I too. like. The, the ability for the show to still surprise me rather than knowing, like, a lot of shows you feel like, okay, I, I know what it's going to be. Like, I know who the villain is. but this I know it, how it, it's going to end. Right. <laughs> and, and this hasn't done this. I don't know. I mean, there's so many variables in the situation right now. There's there's so many ingredients in the skillet that I don't know what sort of fry I'm making. I have no idea. <laughs> Anything could happen right. at this point. Literally. And we would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And we would just have to accept it. I agree. Uh, but in that respect, in the same respect, Dawn got stabbed tonight by Lucy. Right. The ominous Lucy, whom we met in the flashback scene to the... To the boat, boat fire. Boat fire. Yeah. 
This was very interesting for me. The way that this was explained. Me too. This, this, the sort of like metaphysics that they've sort of brought into the show that these memories. Very interesting. That witches can enter memories and in fact alter them for every single person who is, was had involved. That memory. And what she called it was an imprint. Yeah. She said she altered the imprint because the way that she explained it was that she's like, I, Lucy's a psychic. Her name is Lucy Givens. Yeah. And she is a psychic, not a witch. And every memory leaves an imprint that can be recalled. And by Cassie entering the the memory through someone who was actually there to begin with, in the original memory, she changed the imprint. Yeah. That's such an interesting like concept for me. They brought it to an amazing place, I think, bringing in a psychic like yeah. that and, is and like, just incredible. The, that, that sort of reality, that possibility that that can happen, I think is so... I mean, that's like some weird... CBS procedural waiting to happen. Like people who can enter memories and change them, and everyone who ever had that memory can, like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, it just, right. it's like something you can hinge an entire series upon. You literally could. And, and it, it's so, and it's obviously so minute, and it's not going to play like a huge part, but it was just so fascinating to me that that. Me too, and I'm kind of sad that they killed that character off so quickly. Yeah. But I, but even though they've killed her, that, possibility still exists we know these witches can enter memories alter them do things with them which in the long run is still so interesting and still and rife with so much possibility for them to really do whatever they, they want they can they can go like into this point, anything Cassie any knows memory. she can change anyone's memory of her or any memory of anything right yeah very and alter so reality sci-fi and so so different from the sort of like supernatural world that's very science fiction right. very very like fringe like i feel like it's an episode of fringe you know <laughs> like it's so and like and i love that like i'm a, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd so it was like that was a cool thing they brought in here it was i was like a little shocked that they brought it to that and like very impressed yeah very impressed yeah I, I because that. lucy shows up at cassie's house in the beginning of the episode and is and explains everything to her that we just explained to you and is like you changed the imprint of the memory last week you showed up in my memory and you were not there before yeah and then i realized that you were alive and who you were so i sought you out and i'm quote unquote in trouble being here because the witch hunters are after you. We do find out later on in the episode that 16 years ago and today she was working with the witch hunters. She's a turncoat. What? A turncoat. Is that like some civil war? I think it relates to the Revolutionary War, not the Civil War. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> like the British. Yeah, but it has to do with people who turn again. They're just they're liars. It's a turncoat. Interesting. Treason. You learn something new at AfterBuzz TV every day. Let me tell you, Billy comes up with these things that I feel like sometimes I don't even speak English. I just paid attention in history class. I did too, but I never heard that in my life. It's a thing. Look it up. I, I believe you 100%. I do. I do believe you. Uh, but either way, Lucy comes up with this plan that we don't find out till towards the end of the episode when she finds out that Cassie has her father's medallion. Right. 
And I mean, all the storylines sort of intertwine with Lucy, and she sort of is like the through line through the episode, driving force, if you will, and tells Cassie that to use the medallion, it needs to be opened. Is that what she called, how she put it? Um, the medallion needs to be activated. Yeah. And there is a spell to activate it, but you need the entire circle to activate it, and then you can use it. Which, in my perspective, if Cassie weren't so naive... She would have seen through this. <laughs> she would have seen through it or realized if it even, quote-unquote, did need to be activated... It wouldn't need the whole circle. Well, it would have already been activated because she saw her father use it. Right. So, technically speaking, if her father was using it and it did need to be activated, it already was activated and she didn't need to reactivate it. Unless it has to be activated towards the user's power. I mean, maybe that's what she was thinking, but I feel like Cassie is sometimes so stupid. Very. (laughs) Very. Like, beyond, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not just me thinking that, like, oh, okay, she's just an impressionable young girl who doesn't know anything about anything and will believe anybody. She literally believes anyone. She does. Someone could walk up to her and be like, hey, I was your mom's best friend and it's raining frogs outside. (laughs) And she'd be like, hell yeah, it's raining frogs. (laughs) Seriously, she... What's so frustrating about her, though, is that she'll believe someone who says that, but Adam, who's always right about somebody's intentions, she'll never listen to. Never. Till the day she dies. And it's just like, it's it's so hard at episode 13 for your lead to to see them still continually be so dumb. <laughs> I mean, granted, she is like, um, we will get to it, but she is getting, her powers are getting stronger finally. And she's learning to control them, I think. But, but she's still very stupid. She's making the worst decisions. The worst. Yeah. It's just, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, we need it. It needs to further the the tension and the drama. But at, at a certain point, you're like, okay, this person needs to learn something. Like, I need her to learn one little thing. <laughs> I feel like once. it's these producers and showrunners who also work on Vampire Diaries. That's why I sort of keep talking about it. I mean, they do the same thing with Elena on Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Um, that they do with Cassie on The Secret Circle, where they're like the ever damsel in distress. Exactly. Even though they are the lead character. Right, and it, I mean, not to go too deep into Vampire Diaries, but it almost makes sense, because Elena isn't a person with no power. She really right, can't, she, granted. can't protect herself, but... This Cassie, as a main character, is a person with extreme power. She has the most power, technically. Right, and it's like how long? How long can you realistically put the person with the most power always in the most trouble? That's. I mean, hopefully not much longer. (laughs) That's where I'm. I'm growing. My discontent is growing. Right, and and I don't. I I don't want it to be. I like this show a lot. I don't want this to continue, but, you know, you can only like a show so much. Right? Before your lead character starts to drive you insane. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let's just wrap up with Lucy really quickly. Should we find out that her intentions are not, are less than great? And the medallion, the spell that she has sort of, not sort of, is technically stealing everyone's power, including Cassie's. Right. Melissa says that it, feels like what happened when Faye 
used the spell at the fire and ice dance where she was stealing everyone's power then. Right. So that's how they knew something was wrong. They all right. felt that same thing they'd felt before. It just seemed like to me that Faye and Melissa were feeling it more than everybody else. Which is interesting, and I turned to you and we watched it and I said it, that I wondered if it had to do with the devil's spirit in right. the system. Because it was introduced, that, dr- that drug was introduced as a way to um, enhance enhance things. So if it enhances things, it enhances your pain, too. It enhances everything. Yeah, I guess so. So maybe that's why they felt it stronger. And quicker than everybody else? Yeah. That makes more sense. Hmm. All right. Perhaps. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> right. We're left with Lucy being murdered, by whom I'm going to call. And don't hate me for this, but I'm calling him Seal. Because we weren't given a character name yet. He bore a resemblance to... <laughs> he did bear a resemblance Seal. to Seal. And, like, what's his face from Amistad, who's married to Kamarli Simmons now? Jaiman Hansu? Yes. <laughs> Smash them together, and that's this guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, he kills her. Yes. And he's like, thanks for the lot. information. I will figure this out on my own. By Nurse Rose from Grey's Anatomy. Got your throat. <laughs> oh my god, she was! Yeah. That's where I knew her from. <laughs> oh, I did not like her on Grey's Anatomy either. <laughs> Didn't like her on, on Secret Circle. Not the actress, the characters. Yeah. Um, but jumping right into Cassie, being a strong woman finally at the end of this episode, she, throughout the entire episode, is jumping back and forth between Jake and Adam, which we've seen her doing... All season. All season long since Jake was introduced. Yeah. That she's like, I'm with, I'm going to believe Jake. I'm going to believe Adam. And I like Jake, but I'm going to kiss Adam. But I'm going to roll around on the floor with Jake. And I mean, she's just a mess. Choose a boy and like, get on with your life. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's like the witch Joey Potter. She can't choose between her Dawson and Which her is Casey. so interesting because Kevin Williamson also did Dawson's Creek. And I was like reading this whole thing earlier today about how they're comparing. A lot of people are comparing Dawson's, what happened on Dawson's Creek to what's happening on Secret Circle. Because well, it takes place in that sort of Cape Town. Right. And, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of similarities if you want to put two and two together. Yeah. Excuse me. But. Cassie is so gung-ho about figuring out who her father is and figuring out who her past is and learning how to use the medallion. And Adam sort of gives her this amazing warning where it's like, we have all been trying to figure out who we are and who we come from and learn about her powers for so long now. We do things cautiously and slowly, and you are crossing the line. You dug up your father's grave. Yeah. I mean, risked exposing us by digging up his grave. I mean, granted, you did find out that he is technically alive. Whether he's close by or not is yet to be found out. But he, you are doing things too quickly, and you're not being cautious about it at all. Yeah. It's time to take a step back and look at your life. And really think <laughs> things through. I think that Before Cassie, acting. Cassie, yeah, she's so like, I have an idea, do it. I have an idea, do it. It's, it's never like, I have an idea, let's consider what could happen right i mean the same thing with the medallion she like lucy tells her this is the spell you have to do to activate it to be able to use it and she's like okay guys we're activating the medallion yeah we're meeting lucy by my father's house stranger it'll work (laughs) that was my microphone shaking (laughs) because i hit the table too hard um but yeah i mean it's just 
another one of her naive moments where she's a woman comes into her life from that she doesn't know mind you right from boo and i said that (laughs) and (laughs) tells her this is what you have to do and she's like awesome let's do it yeah i'm ready yeah when do we want to do it how do i need to do it where should i meet you yeah but she i mean when she does figure it out she shows a, a pretty I mean, she figured out that something was going wrong fairly quickly and was able to be like, all right, I remember how to use it. This is what's going down. I'm going to burn you alive, ho. Yeah. That's how I sort of felt it happened. Well, it was more like, ma'am, I'm going to burn you, maybe. Like, it wasn't <laughs> right. as strong as, ho, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you ablaze. It was more like, ma'am. You I better pl- watch out, girl. <laughs> it was more like, may, I, pl- may I please light you on fire or it go was. away. It was very... <laughs> And you did say it, and I do believe it, that when is she growing to, like, grow a pair? Yeah, there was just, I, f- I, don't, and I don't know if it is is an issue of direction, if it's an issue of acting capability, potential, mm-hmm. or what it is, but there was a, a strength that was missing from that scene, for me. For the, me. For as me as well. For me as well. It, it there it was an unbelievability in her in her in what she was saying. Um that I, I feel like in a stronger, maybe a stronger actress's hand, maybe a director pushing harder could have made that more intense. Um Right, because at this point I feel like I understand that Cassie is sort of loving her dark her magic. And we know she's supposed side. to be so strong. And this woman, this Lucy, is supposed to be deathly terrified of her. And you're sort of like, I mean, it was sort of like watching your little sister try and like yell at you. And you're like, I don't know, whatever. Like, <laughs> you're like 10 years younger. <laughs> I know. Little and, uh, sister. So like, I mean, right, I, I don't mean to knock on it, but I do, I do, I have to say that as a fan of the show, I have to admit that that wasn't, it didn't work for me very much. It yeah. was, it was a little, it was a little weaker than I wanted it to be and needed it to be. I agree with you. For it to ring true. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, there, there was definitely something missing from that scene. And I think it was, the fact that we, as viewers, aren't seeing the darkness that needs to be there within Cassie, because we're left at the end of the episode um, with Cassie in the basement of her father's old house, sort of like reveling in the power that she's feeling. Right. And even in that scene, I was. It's just. It doesn't read. Yeah, that one felt a little truer than than the. I think that was more the effect. Woods, yeah. Than but what I, she I, was doing. I do agree. There's something a bit amiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's right before we jump into commercial break, um, I do want to discuss. <laughs> Diana and Adam are definitely getting back together for sure. Without a doubt, we saw that Diana talked about earlier on in the episode that she last year hid, broke into Adam's locker and hid it with cookies and we're left with Adam opening something at the barn it's filled with chocolate chip cookies. So they're... That, and her speech was very sweet. It and, was. And you... It was like, whatever, who gives speeches at birthday Right, parties? true. But it made me root for them and I don't want to As see a couple? him with Cassie. Like, I don't want to see him with Cassie either. I... I feel like the actress Shelley who plays Diana is playing this sort of 
um, longing for this past so well. She is. And so believable. And I'm I'm rooting for that. I want to see that again. I don't I don't see the the sort of spark between Cassie and Adam at all. Like I've never really felt that or seen that. The first episode with the with the water drops, maybe. But since then, I've really <laughs> not felt anything at all. Um, so I'm I you know I feel like Cassie with Jake is a much stronger, much more compatible situation. Right. There's much more chemistry there, and I would love to see the two of them back together. I think that that would be interesting also to see what has, you know, how it would affect Diana's relationship with Cassie at this mm-hmm. point. That'd be much more dramatic and interesting. It would be. And also, at the same time, we're left with Jake. Faye comes over to Jake's house, and they are, like, going dirty town. Yeah. and, and Like, that- shock face of all things shocked me the most this episode me too. <laughs> I, I i literally i remember when we were watching i was like what and no more words came out i just went what <laughs> and my mouth stayed open for another 30 seconds like i was like letting flies out like i don't know what was happening <laughs> i mean we did see at the beginning of the episode where um Faye and jake sort of had this little like flirty moment and i was like oh Faye and right and i and jake think are flirting again what really pushed that together was cassie turning away from Jake with what Adam said that he must have killed a witch and Cassie wouldn't listen to what Jake had to say oh my in his god defense. I totally forgot about that and Jake was like whatever I want to get down <laughs> and I want to get down <laughs> and Cassie no matter, it's true I want to get down alright maybe we should jump to a commercial I want to get down with you yes let's jump to commercial Buzz TV. hi I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Welcome back, everybody. We're going to jump right into your AfterBuzz TV news and gossip. Britt Robertson's movie The First Time premieres at Sundance 2012 and as Sundance 2012 continues Hollywire host Chelly Briggs was on hand at Park City, Utah to provide movie enthusiasts with the latest and greatest coverage Chelsea hit the red carpet for the premiere of indie film The First Time where she met up with the beautiful and talented Britt Robertson to chat about making this coming of age film and her Sundance style The First Time stars teen queen Victoria Justice and the adorable Dylan O'Brien and was directed 
directed by John Kasdan. The film is a romantic teen comedy drama that centers around the first weekend of a fledging romance between two high school teens. Dave Hodgman, O'Brien, and Aubrey Miller, Robertson, and the presence of Dave's dream girl, Jane Harmon, played by Victoria Justice. Britt wanted to be a star since she was a little girl growing up in Chester, North Carolina. She began acting in her hometown at the Greenville Little Theater and and when she turned 12, began making trips to and from Los Angeles for auditions. Her big break came when she landed the role of Michelle Seaver in Growing Pains, Return of the Seavers, but (laughs) is best known for the role of Kara Burns in Dan in Real Life. Oh, yeah. Britt chatted with Chelsea about about who in Hollywood she'd like she'd like to modeling her career after and her answer was nobody Britt said quote I hope to not have the exact path as somebody else because that wouldn't be very exciting however she did say that she looks up to Reese Witherspoon and Natalie Portman (laughs) isn't that sweet so sweet all right, well, Secret Circle star Chris Zilka explains why he loves Pretty Little Liar star Lucy Hale. Oh, oh, It's hard to imagine why our imaginary boyfriend, Chris Zilka, fell for Lucy Hale. <laughs> she basically looks like a real-life brunette Barbie doll, and don't even get us started on her gorgeous eyebrows. I, I didn't write this. <laughs> it's comes uh, from wet paint. <laughs> when one girl asks Chris what it is about Lucy that has his heart skipping a studly beat, he took it to Twitter to set the record straight. Quote, We share smiles, laughs, hugs, kisses, Chris tweeted. I can't account for her reasons, but her eyes and her being. Chris is obviously the best boyfriend in the world, I guess. And to top it off, he's a poet, <laughs> and he didn't even know it. <laughs> they go on to say, Seriously, this tweet is Shakespearean. Somebody hand that boy a quill. <laughs> Just he's in love. love. He's first in off, love. David, from now on, all of your news and gossip has to be in like the first person. And, like it has to reflect that. What? Are you? What? <laughs> I'm jealous of Lucy Hale's eyebrow arch. That's in the first person. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what I mean, Billy reading that right off the bat is genius. Like that was just awesome. I will say that was. That was awesome. a nice cold read. Anyone <laughs> hiring? Great calling out. <laughs> Uh, Chris Silka says he just wants Cassie to be happy on the secret circle. Jake Armstrong's already gone from being the hot new stud in town to series regular in just under two months. This handsome man witch has been in our lives for even longer than his studly predecessor Nick, but Chris Zilka remembers his first day on the Vancouver set of the secret circle like it was yesterday. He said, quote, the first day was like any first day, Chris explains to Alloy Entertainment. I played football growing up, editor's note of course and was told that if you're not nervous before the first match then something's wrong then when that's when you worry if you're not nervous if you've got to have a few butterflies in your stomach you don't care enough there are many reasons why Jake swaggered into Chance Harper, but first on the list is stealing Cassie away from Adam her star-crossed lover boy he said I think quote that I'm team Cassie Chris says Whatever she chooses, whatever makes her happy at the end of the day is all that is really important to me. Obviously, I want her with me. I want her with Jake. Or whatever they're calling it. Cake. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Delicious cake. No. Now that Jake is fully entrenched in the circle, we're learning more about his magical abilities, but what would Chris's ultimate power be if he were a witch in real life? He said, quote, um... 
um, world peace. Oh no, wait. How about this? How about instead of world peace? How about bringing people back from the dead? That'd be a pretty cool power. We'd be overpopulated quickly, though. That's boring. Someone hand Chris an application for the Miss Universe pageant. Ugh. Um, I just want. I, he called a football game a match. I. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what's going on. Which is very weird. It's. I mean, he has a very strange speech pattern. <laughs> And they quoted him as saying, um, um. Oh. Okay, so let's just put that All out right. there. Not Hopefully the- they cut out a few in between. <laughs> let's hope. I mean, they wrote, um, um, ellipses. So I'm sure there was a ton more ums. You sure there wasn't like a sick after that? No, it was an ellipses. No sick. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, that is your After Buzz TV news and gossip for the week of February 2nd, 2012. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Alright, let's jump right into our predictions. They didn't give us a lot um, as far as the preview, and I don't even feel like I remember what happened in well, I their know, preview. I know that Faye has a girl sleepover, and that's part of it. That's we saw them in pajamas. The four girls were like, "What if we could talk to the dead?" And they oh, right, they're playing on the Ouija board, and they throw the medallion on the Ouija board because right. the medallion is all powerful and can do whatever the hell it wants to do. Right. So I know that that's part of it. And then we saw Adam sort of being chased by somebody in a car. Okay. Um, there's. It, it felt very like slasher movie. Trailer. It did a little bit. I don't think. Do. You, I don't think John is coming. John Blackwell is coming in next week. Do you? No. I think he's coming in two episodes. I feel like she knows how to find him as a, at the end of that episode when she said, Daddy? <laughs> All uh, creepy like, <laughs> Daddy. I feel like that's what that was saying. But no, I, I don't expect him next week because I feel like it would have been a bigger deal about does Cassie find John? Her, like something. Oh, right. The, they would have made a huge deal about it. Well, who do you think they're contacting in the dead? Someone who's actually dead. John like is Nick. Dead. Maybe Nick. Maybe Melissa's devil spirited out of her mind and wants, wants to, to talk to, to Nick. Nick. Oh god! But they also all have dead parents. So oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> they all have somebody they want to speak to. I forget that they their parents are all dead. So yeah, my biggest thing. Yes, and it's so not very big in like the the grand scheme of things, but. When is Jane coming back? Right? <laughs> Grandma has been missing for weeks Where is- and weeks, and she has yet to come back. I swear to God, she is coming back the final episode. Like to save somebody's to life? To save the day. Yeah. What a bummer for that actress. Right? <laughs> she had just, like, fallen into, like, the routine of, like, being back, and, like, she was every week, and then all of a sudden gone in an instant yeah nobody's safe on the secret circle i know so what do we think that this 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 new seal witch hunter is gonna oh god where do you think i mean (laughs) what do you think the plan is do you think he wants to find john as well do you think he might want to use cassie to find john i don't know i really honestly i think that it has more to do with the medallion and less to do with With john blackwell or even anyone holding or anybody holding it at the end of the day, I think the medallion is going to play part in our season finale and how everything is going to be wrapped up. Okay. 
And I think that's the means to the ends. Because he did make mention to the fact that he was like, I sent you out to get the medallion for me, and you couldn't do that. And then he killed Lucy. Yeah. I'll have to get it myself. Yeah. All burned face. Well, he was burning that fire. I know. Poor guy. Poor guy. Well, thank you for joining us. Please join us again next week, Thursdays at 11 o'clock. Pacific Standard Time from everyone here at After Buzz TV, myself, David Skifalitti, Billy Nellis, Phil Svitek, in the booth, Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos. We thank you. Good night. Good night. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.